We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I am your host, The Blevins. Joining me as always is Boop. What's up, man? It's uh, it's going good. How about yourself, my friend? It's going great. It's, I feel nice and revitalized. Had a little like mini vacation, doing some Overwatch stuff. And now I'm back, ready for that TFT grind. <laughs> yeah, broski, ready for that TFT T- grind. So ready for the it. TFT. To- totally Bro- tubular. Totally tubular <laughs> TFT. <laughs> I got you with the It's just like that, we're already off topic, but that's okay. Because guess what? <laughs> we don't have... A three-hour pass to talk about this episode. <laughs> Thank God, man. At the, by the end of the last episode, it's a good episode if you guys go it back is. and listen to it. But like, by the end of the last episode, I was pretty sure my eyes just like stopped working because like <laughs> when we're when we're like doing this stuff, right? Like yeah. we we're like either like looking at the camera, and sometimes you just start like I just started getting like this tunnel vision, yeah, right. And then and then like there was a point where you're like, all right, you read, and I was like, wait. <laughs> where am i where, where like in my head i you know i think i played it off pretty good but like i probably had like a good like two minute period where you were talking about something and like just static was just going was going <laughs> oh, that, on in that was head. because i was just making a static noise for two minutes don't worry okay <laughs> that was what actually okay. happened uh, i had nothing Sounds relevant good. to say anyway so not a problem <laughs> there um 
But we will be talking all about, let's see, what are we talking about today? Oh, Twitch Rivals. We had that happen at TwitchCon, so we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We also, so thankfully, because we had our very long <laughs> patch episode last week, the announcement of TFT Competitive and all the things in that tweet from Riot Maple Nectar, I think is the name, mm-hmm. uh, or that post, rather, by him. Uh, we didn't talk about that last episode. We're going to delve deep into that because that's very, very exciting for the show and also for us because we're, I mean, we're... we got some skin in the game. We've got some casting. I mean, there's not too many people that have casted more than us, honestly. This it's true. Only a handful. Uh, so we are some of the foremost casters of TFT. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I just... I, sorry, I didn't mean for that laugh to be as hearty as <laughs> as it I mean, was. Of the like ten total people that have casted TFT, <laughs> we are about twenty percent of that. So <laughs> it's a pretty sizable chunk. Yeah, um, uh, I, I appreciate it. Um, it. It's true, though. Like, casting TFT is super fun, man. Yes. I, I really, really enjoy it. And just the thought of getting more opportunities about it is, uh, is, is, is it's good to wet the whistle in that way. I think I misused that colloquialism. You, take, you, just, but, you just take the little... little, little, little yeah, you just gotta, gotta wet your mouth a little you bit. Wet, wet the mouth, wet the whistle. Yeah, it's gotta all wet good. Your- yeah, yeah I actually... Uh, you know, while we're, on the, while we're on the topic of... Uh, of tangents, I actually over the weekend got to meet some of our fellow TFT casters, uh, Necra Kenobi, who's actually in the chat right now. Got to meet old Kenobes for the first time in real life, and uh, Paul as well. So that was really cool meeting them, talking some TFT uh, in a room full of Overwatch League people who had <laughs> no had no uh, want whatsoever to uh, talk TFT. And then, of course, me, when people would mention TFT, I'd be like, oh, you should listen to the Little Legends podcast. I hear it's really great. And they're like, why Why are you making that stupid voice and very clearly trying to make it sound like someone else is saying that? And I go, I don't know. I'm going to leave now. Mickey um, Mouse? Mickey yes. Mouse is a fan of TFT? It's true. No, not only a fan of TFT, but a fan of Little Legends podcast. You heard it here, folks. Oh, wow. The, yeah, the uh, House of Mouse. Um, the podcast listeners will are none the wiser. exactly no you know you know what's so funny to me like to think about is the fact that like if you were to like 30 years ago tell our parents and be like hey we're gonna have friends that we're gonna know for years and never meet in person and they're not gonna be from like summer camp they're gonna be from this thing called the internet like like think about it right just just the fact that we have such like an awesome community without Mm -hmm. actually having to be in the same room together like we we're growing up in 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 good at times in that regard but yes uh outside you know but i was I, I was definitely getting some fomo i would have definitely helped uh pretend that someone else was talking about our podcast <laughs> uh that whole time i mean i'm all about self-promotion yeah i mean uh same same honestly but uh long story short that was very fun and uh, we had a, a roller coaster week actually kind of transitioning into our normal housekeeping here had a crazy good uh, week for downloads on the new episodes uh, I think our not last episode but the episode before uh, hit 600 
downloads for hey. on our feed. That's not counting the prediction feed, which you guys need to make sure that you're uh, subscribing to as well. And the, just overall, just really huge. We've been seeing growth every week, week over week. It's been absolutely fantastic. So thank you to everyone who has been tuning in and listening. I know we're getting new listeners from all over the world uh, every week. So uh, hello and thank you everyone who has been listening. And guys, if you haven't already, make sure you go to your favorite iTunes platform and search for Prediction. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N uh, Esports. We are on there. That is going to be the number one way to support us Uh Getting in on that feed, I know I, I'm giving you a little update here. We're still still not number one on the on the prediction, which We're is number great. Two, I believe, which is great because we have some. There's some really great other shows on there. Dota Two show, Smash Bros. Uh, I, I believe there's a Call of Duty World League show. There's an esports business show. There's all sorts of really great shows on there that you need to make sure uh, that you are following as well. I'm I personally am gaining a lot from it just from learning about the other scenes. I know it's always tough if you want to dabble in other esports uh you can be so laser focused on one or two uh but predictions are really great way to get some exposure to all of them uh so really really great uh, uh really really great there um and guys on those feeds both ours and on predictions make sure you're leaving itunes reviews uh we had some really great ones come in last week i don't i double i checked i didn't see any new ones this week so if you do get the chance make sure you leave a uh a a star review as well as a written review we will read it on the show and that uh really does help us as well growing the show and keeping us up at the top of the chats (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> last piece uh last piece of uh promo at least at the beginning here we did launch our patreon last week patreon.com slash little legends podcast and boop and i are we have we got some goals and some uh tier levels on there already but we're looking for new ideas we've already got uh, an idea of some patreon exclusive stuff that we're actually going to be doing during the break today uh so if you guys do want to see that content you do want to support the show even more than just listening you can go over to patreon.com slash little legends podcast but let's move on here and talk about our week in tft boop i know uh in the pre-show you were talking about uh maybe some uh, struggles with this patch um okay okay don't just like be like boop you suck talk about it i tried to serve you a nice softball there to... um uh, i'm feeling attacked uh no uh it's because it's true uh, the, uh i'm feeling so attacked the... because i'm getting attacked literally <laughs> it's like someone's like punching me in the face right i'm feeling attacked um no okay so i was actually I was very open about how scared I was for this patch in general, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think dodge is pretty frustrating. It's a frustrating mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, I, I've been I've been pretty open about my feelings towards uh, what this patch might be, and that all came to fruition once I started playing. And so, let me tell you a statistic. According to my uh, Blitz overlay that I've been using for regular league and TFT, um, I did not get anything over seventh for seven straight games. <laughs> when, oh. Yeah, yeah. When that when the patch ranked. Was- in ranked and so oh. i had i had at least made yeah i had at least made some leeway before the patch because the last patch was i thought was pretty great right um at least for me right and then uh, during this time <laughs> this 
this was probably even more frustrating was I was playing with my husband. There is, um, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we go to poster comp plus because the Admiral, Admiral John John posted one. Oh yeah, I, I, I definitely posted that one. I yeah. definitely grabbed that one. <laughs> uh, where where I'm eighth and he's first, right? And that was just like the moral of the story. He ended up getting higher ranked than Neve, and he's a Yordle one trick, and that was just like <laughs> not okay, right? Like I hate Yordles, and to see this see this man that I supposedly love, right? <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> run Yordles day after day, and then get a higher rank than me. I was like, I I gotta stop this. I have to stop this. And then I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to do some studying. Cause you know, I try to do it myself. Right. Cause I was like, I'm a good player. I could probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just like, wasn't getting it. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I finally heard someone say on a stream, this is a slower game. And then I was like, wait, that's the ticket, right? I'm like, I'm I'm taking too much time. All right. I'm spent. I'm doing things too early. I like, I like playing early game stuff. And uh, what what is that? What is it's that? Nar. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for those of you in podcast world, this is what you're missing out in the live show. I have a Nar plushie that I'm when Boop God, is looking I away. Yordles so is looking much. away. I just put and up then, to the camera. And then I was like, okay. And then finally, someone was like, it's a slower game now. You got to think about later game. Econing's more popular. And I was like, okay, let me try that. And then all of a sudden, I haven't gotten lower than fourth since I started okay. econing okay. a little bit more. And so, because I refuse to play Assassins and Yordles, which is a big issue, <laughs> um, uh, but I am like steadfast in my boycott. Uh, okay. But the, and, and that's a personal thing. I don't know why. I just like don't think Assassins is that fun. And so I just don't like playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot of Knights, a lot of Rangers. Yep. Um, I just love Rangers. I, it's just so satisfying to see Ash attack quickly for some mm-hmm. reason. It's like, oh, yeah. And the sound it makes is like super ASMR ish. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been doing like Knights, Rangers. I love Sejuani. So that's mm. been working out good. I haven't won any, but I've gotten nothing lower than fourth. So oh, I've been good. able to get, I got all the way back up to plat three after dropping. Oh, that's not bad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I dipped my toe in gold once more. When you uh, said you got but, seventh that many games in a row, I'm like, oh God, are you silver? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got close to gold two, I believe. Okay. And then I, I, I was oh, able to bring it. Climb back up. Yeah, I got a lot of seconds, but yeah, the Knights Rangers has been very, very friendly to mm-hmm. me. Uh, but yeah, that's been that's been my week. It was really frustrating. Then I, I learned to like appreciate this meta a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's 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 just interesting how things have just by tempo of the game, by changing the amount of damage you take mm-hmm. per round and per star level, changes what kinds of comps and who is better. Yeah, right. It's not even just balance changes with the characters right that that change all that stuff it's just how much damage you take because yep. all of a sudden since the games are lasting longer four cost units all get stronger yep. right and that's just something that I, I needed to click for me um and i'm sure a lot of other people out there uh because that was a that was a big thing that i was not getting because the last meta was much quicker mm-hmm. yeah i uh I have not been able to delve super deep into actually playing this patch yet because I was gone this weekend. There's only, what, a couple other days besides that that the patch has even been out. Uh, so I've just been 
watching streams. I watch Twitch Rivals. I've been trying to absorb as much information. been watching a lot of YouTube videos from different top-level players and just really trying to get... What, what I like to do when a new patch comes out is... I, I just can't start playing ranked. I just have too much ladder anxiety. I can't I can't do it right off the bat. So I'm playing normal. I have a I have a, a little Legends podcast Smurf that I'm using that's at like silver right now. That when if I want to actually queue up ranked, I'll go in there. Hmm. And I am at the point now where I'm just trying to like soft force a comp. Like I have. I have a few like comps in the back of my mind. Like there's six knights. There's the hyper roll knights. There's actually the four wild sork build that I was running last patch. That's actually still pretty good. Then there's assassin. There's like I've got a couple of like frameworks of builds out there. And if I see one early, I just force it and just see where it can go. Like if I hard commit at this point in the game, I I'm at least learning. Like okay. I shouldn't be committing this early. If I get the Akali early, don't just go all in on assassins. Uh, actually, that, that that's not what I found to be the case. By the way, <laughs> the opposite of that is what I found. If you do Akali's get the Akali, probably the best unit in the game. Yeah, yep. if you do find the Akali, just go all in on it. Uh, and and other things that like if I see these top players like Faye, who we see uh, is the queen of the Heroes Earth Fight Knights, she tweeted out uh, that. Um, Frozen, not Frozen Heart. What's it called? Um, I'm I'm blank. Glacier, froze. Tier Gauntlet. No tier plus uh, chest. I'm like forgetting all chainmail vest. Um, I'm forgetting that, my. Yeah, that's Frozen Heart. Oh, I'm not forgetting. Stupid me. Trust yeah. yourself. Trust yourself. I'm You're so stupid. You is good. Okay, you is, we've got you, you we've is got smart. We <laughs> me no go high school, but we've got a while. We've got the uh, we've got everyone confirmed. So yeah, frozen heart broken right now, or at least very very good, especially with assassins. So I'm like, I'm just gonna build that no matter what. Just like I used to build Morellos and uh, Guardian Angels, just like no matter what. Uh, now it's like okay, it's frozen heart and Infinity Edge are the two really big things right now. Infinity mm-hmm. Edge and and after watching uh, Riot Mort's uh, Mort Dog streams, uh, they're probably nerfing Infinity Edge at the very latest next patch nine point two. Um, so it's pretty good right now. So I'm just like I'm just like pushing the limits of like what I can force, what I should automatically build, and then from there I'll start to get some more combinations, build out some more versatility. Um, I just haven't had the time. Normally by now I'd be at a point where it's like okay, I'm, I'm playing some ranked games, I'm getting a feel for like what's good and what's not. Now I'm just like a little bit further behind because I couldn't play it all during the weekend, but. I've definitely, uh, after watching Twitch Rivals, have been inspired to build some new stuff and been having a lot of uh, uh, fun uh, testing some stuff out. I'm going to be doing more of that during the week. But let's move on here and talk about uh, Twitch Rivals for a little bit. But before we do that, I actually wanted to, uh, I forgot another thing that I wanted to bring up earlier uh we mentioned the heroes earth tournament we uh myself and boop have casted the heroes earth fight nights um i'm gonna post a link in the description below guys they are looking for signups if you're grand if you're diamond or higher fill out the sign up and you could be on the heroes earth 
fight night uh, match as a player, and uh, they're really great people. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really fun event to play and a really fun event for me to cast as well. So uh, if you do want to be up on the screen, on the big screen, or I guess the, the little screen, millions of little screens, uh, definitely check that out. I will be posting the link in the description below. But let's move on here and talk about Twitch Rivals. And, I mean, <laughs> just talking about Fight Night, we have a Fight Night alumnus here taking it down. That is Cloud9's Jishrita. Huge <laughs> Jishrita. win. Jishrita. Huge win. Huge, Huge. win for him. Uh, representing Brazil and South America, yes. love it. Um, they don't get a lot of uh, esports glory, so it, it, it's cool. Uh, they, uh, it, it, you know, going back to kind of like a little bit of what you said. I know I'm kind of jumping in here. It's all good, but but like again, how a different meta can affect different players, mm-hmm. right? Jay Shrita did not play well during the Omega Esports League, yeah, uh, or uh, or or yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it was Omega OEL. Esports yep. League, right? And so like he he was struggling throughout. I don't think he finished um, over like fourth at, more than once. Yeah, I think uh, at least when we were casting, and all of a sudden he wins Twitch uh, Twitch Rivals, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, it's just like some of these things. It's just like this puzzle is easier for me to solve than this one. Yep. And that's just like how it goes sometimes. Well, the other, the other thing about Jay Shrita for this tournament specifically, uh, and uh, I'll talk, we'll talk about the final standings uh, in just a second, but for Jay Shrita, he had to, he wasn't one of the invited players. He had to go through and actually play through the qualifiers at TwitchCon and make it to the finals to play. It wasn't, he, you know, he didn't, place in the top eight of the last Twitch Rivals event, which uh, was the automatic invite, you know, uh, Soju and Delicious Milk and a bunch of other players were just invited players for that. Uh, there was an open division in there as well. And we saw some players that we actually know. I know um, uh, Workhorse from Heroes Hearth was actually playing in that. Kamer the Gamer, who's in our community, also was playing in that event, and I saw a number of other familiar names that were playing in that, but uh, Jay Shrita was also in the same boat as all those players, had to go through, and I think in this event specifically, where the meta is so brand new, I mean, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the event was on Saturday, so you had three days to actually practice, and how many of those days were traveling to TwitchCon, getting settled in? How many, you know, how many hours were you in your hotel the night before grinding the <laughs> the new mm-hmm. patch? I I can only imagine. I know for me, it really depends on what mindset you're in, right? Like if you're at those events, you want to kind of you know take it easy, treat it almost like a vacation. But a player like Jashrita, who comes from the competitive Heroes of the Storm uh, background, he's been a professional esports athlete for some time and you get into that like that killer instinct mindset and you're putting everything towards it and he actually got it was almost a benefit for him to have to go through that because he just got to play more matches going into it uh well the other the other crazy thing about him is he killed it too right i think he i think in every single lobby that he was in he ended up getting uh uh, the most amount of points or tied for the most amount of points uh throughout every single uh wave of lobbies that he was in which is absolutely nuts like if you're looking at some of these standings like for the winner's lobbies like that he had to go through yeah right he didn't finish below second yeah 
insane. Uh, through uh, through those three lobbies, and that, like that kind of consistency is rewarded in TFT, and he gets mm -hmm. rewarded uh, this time around as well. But yeah, good. I mean, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of time to commit. Mm -hmm. And while he's been playing TFT and maybe could commit that time, it's also cool seeing some other names from like a bunch of different games mm -hmm. uh, here too. You've got like the odd one, who's a League of Legends. Uh, Legend, Kefri was here as well, Hafu, like all those people from the ecosystem of esports all come mm -hmm. together playing TFT is a super cool thing to think about. Yeah, it was really cool, but you know, obviously playing playing a little bit favorites here, obviously been uh, <laughs> a, a familiar name uh, to us specifically as we've casted him, and I've actually played with him in the Heroes Earth event. Just really nice to see him uh, do well. Uh, yep. and, and take home 16 grand. Not, not a bad little haul for a weekend of TFT, I must say. Um, <laughs> it almost pays for TwitchCon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, but the final standings of the event were Jay Shruta in first with 16.2K uh, to his name for that. Second was Hafu, as you mentioned, with 11 11.1k uh, 11 uh, k3 soju another cloud nine uh, member 8.6k in third place scara rounding out the top four at 6.1k sleet tft who was another um i want to call them grinders but that I, I mean they were a qualifier they did not get an invite they were they played through the um the qualifier event sleet with 3.9k again just as, as someone who you know Maybe obviously they had to be a streamer of some sort, but I was checking. I you know I did a little bit of research on and, and was looking at these people's twitters. You know, Sleet, you know, is not a gigantic streamer with thousands and thousands of followers and whatnot. Like he's got a couple hundred followers, like a respectable stream. It's like you go in and you're crushing it. Like it's so cool to see that like you can be. You don't need to be at the top echelon of streamers to be a really good player and perform well at these tournaments. Um, and then rounding out the top eight was Disguised Host with 2.7K and Dog, uh, 2.5K to him. Really just, I mean, the Twitch Rivals events to me are just like, they're just a cool, it's a cool way to do it because you, they've mm -hmm. kind of um, taken that esports tournament and really made it more like it's a nice medium between streaming and an esports event. I, I really like that just as someone who is very interested in both. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and there's money involved, right? Mm -hmm. And they can, they can put up that kind of money and that's the best way to make a game look and feel like an esport, right? And so, and, and the way to consume it, we've, we've been consuming esports the same way for such a long time, mm -hmm. right? So when uh, there's a, a new way of doing it like this, in a game that doesn't have a spectator mode yet, right? right? It's, uh, it's pretty amazing what they've been able to do. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we have, Heroes Hearth obviously does a really great job with that as well. We have seen some of the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff there, but uh, I know for me personally, I, I can't do that. That's <laughs> just too, too big brain for me, too much uh, uh, for me to do. And I think that once we get that sort of uh, spectator mode so that the, the smooth brains like myself can run events relatively easily, uh, we are definitely, for Little Legends Podcast, going to be running events uh, in some capacity. And uh, it's going to be super fun uh, to be able to do that. But 
Twitch rivals with their, you know, obviously their production staff and the the <laughs> the money that they <laughs> get these folks uh, to play is just is just great. And uh, I really uh, I really hope they continue the Twitch rivals events. I know with some games Same. we've seen them kind of dwindle out or. You know, I mean, I just don't follow Apex or Fortnite or any of those. They're still doing them, but to me, the the Twitch Rivals event is really like the. I mean, really, it's the highest level event in terms of prize money that we've seen for TFT so far. So, yep, it very, is the peak TFT right now. Yep, uh, but we'll be talking more about uh, some of the things that we they alluded to uh in just a bit but before we do that we are going to go to a quick break here so stick around and we will be right back indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe there's nothing that makes me look sharper than wearing a suit that fits me well indochino is the world's largest made to measure menswear brand They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. Everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Believe me, a guy as big as I am needs exact measurements. The best part is that it's all affordable. All of their custom clothing is under $400. It's very easy to do, too. Just pick your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit the measurements. Two weeks, you'll have it delivered right to your door. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, it's free shipping. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time-consuming. It can be expensive. There's so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. I have personally never had any issues with them, and they've always been incredibly great about making sure that I know when my orders are going to arrive. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. It makes them incredibly easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. At ShipStation.com, then enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, everyone. Thank you for waiting through that break. We are back here the Little Legends podcast, and we're going to be talking about that 
big. I mean, it was it was not big in terms of content, but it was big in terms of the implications that post from Riot uh, Maple Nectar. Let me double check. Yes, Riot Maple Nectar. Richard Henkel, uh, who is one of the uh, main. Uh, I don't know what his actual title in TFT is, but he's one of the main people working on TFT. Uh, he, he posted this. I posted some really good, cool stats and some looking f- some things about uh, what they're doing looking forward. So uh, we're going to talk about this and its implications and uh, really about how pumped we are about this. Now, I know yeah. this has been out for about a week, but of course, this happened right after our episode. So we're going to be taking a we've, we've had a week to take this in and really absorb it and and think about what the implications of it are. So let's jump right into it here. So started off talking a little bit about they just shipped uh, uh, they just shipped uh, 9.19 with Kaisa and Sparring Gloves. We talked ad nauseum about those. And here's the first big sort of exclamation point. Oh, there's a point of interest here. We've reached the last of the major gameplay changes for set one of Team Fight Tactics. So Woo! right there, A, we're done with this set. B, 100% confirmation that sets are happening, right? Like this was, I mean, yep. this was what we thought. Mort had hinted at it and even maybe even more explicitly said it. But now it is set in stone. We are getting sets. This was set one, and set one is done in terms of uh, the new content being added. And I did, uh, in uh, Mortdog's stream, he did confirm that set one, uh, they're not, what that means is that they're not adding new champs or new items to the new set, but they can still do balance patches and whatnot. So really kind of crazy that we actually got this piece of information. What are your thoughts on it, Boo? I think it's awesome. Uh, we, we've been kind of theory crafting this for a while, kind of like comparing it to Magic and, and Hearthstone, the Year of the Mammoth versus the Year of the Dragon, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to card games, sets are very, very popular, and uh, certain things will, you know, shimmy in and out of those sets. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool that they're, you know, already thinking about what's next, right? We've got set one, and finally, I feel like we can let a meta breathe, mm-hmm. right? And, and start learning because, like, it does feel like we're learning a new game every other week or so. Uh, but now like we know that sets are coming that means also we can get excited for more champions to be included at some mm-hmm. point right like if your favorite champion has uh ha- has not made it into the game then it, it's gonna be okay right but mm-hmm. what this also opens up is a lot of people like i'm sure there are a lot of there are a lot of characters in league that have similar abilities right mm-hmm. so uh, uh, as as like an example there's a character that I love uh, a lot of people. She's very popular named Lux and her ultimate is very similar to Aesol's ultimate. It's a single straight line, high damage AP mm-hmm. ultimate, right? So in this set, we've got Aesol, but that means in set two, we might be able to switch out Aesol for Lux, mm-hmm. right? It'll give them the ability to give certain kits similarities without mm-hmm. having them be exactly the same with yep. like different designs. And it, I think opens up more, uh more of a way to keep the game solid too because you know while lux won't be a dragon it'll she'll still function in a kind of like similar capacity right. and it, it will keep things from getting crazy and so that is uh th- that's exciting for me uh what about you man yeah i think just knowing that this is how big a set is and this is how big they want to set this is these are the types of numbers that we can plan to work with now 
I mean, this this opens up a bevy of other questions. Are they going? Is set two going to be released as big as set one is now, or are they going to do it incrementally like they did with set one? Who knows? How long does set two like? How long does set two exist? Do they keep adding? Like, I, we don't know any of that. But the, all those questions are going through my mind. Is there going mm-hmm. to be returning champs and items? Or are we going to see a hundred percent new stuff now? Mortdog did I say think, that the answer I think he that. said that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was he about did. to. Yeah. Yep. On his stream, but it's not in this. So, like, when, I'm thinking of like when I saw this. These are the questions that are going through my mind. And uh, like, gotcha. te- I mean, Mort said it, which means it's basically truth, right? Because it's, I guess he he knows, right? And I, I haven't seen him. I don't think he's lying about these things. But it's not set in stone. It's not in a patch notes. I don't take it as fact until it happens. Now, Mort's, you know, take take that for what it's worth. But um, yeah, I mean. There's, um, you know, kind of going into their ne- the next few lines here. They said they're going deep into uh, their. We're going to do a deep gameplay dive, uh, and we'll go over what we learned from the design of set one and what we applied uh, to set two. Um, they're going to be talking about that um, next month. So that would be this month uh, for those of you listening now. Spooktober. Yes. Um, it's good because this makes me think. And just from other things that Mortdog has said in his streams uh, and in tweets, this makes me think a lot of, of Magic the Gathering. And, um, you know, Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering have not been perfect over the years. They've definitely made some questionable design and balance decisions <laughs> over the years. But um, in my mind, their process is the gold standard for what you need to do for a card or card-like a game. Uh, that TFT would apply under. You need to have, you need to be working on multiple things at the same time. You need to be working on what's out now. You need to be working on the changes and additions to that. And then you also need to be working on the future of that. So in, in Magic, they call it the future, future league. So it's not what's in rotation now. It's not what's going to be in rotation after this rotation. It's two out. And from what Mort has said and what they're alluding to here, you know, they've been working on set two for a while now. You know, they're getting their mistakes out in set one, which is, I mean, what game is not doing that, right? Like, you're testing the waters in a lot of ways. You're testing not just the, the boundaries of how much stuff you can put in, what kind of stuff you can put in. And we've talked about it on the show before where the first set feels it's got a lot of complexities and nuance and whatnot. But before sparring gloves... All the items, especially, and even a lot of the champions, feel very um, straightforward, right? Like, Bloodthirster Mm -hmm. gives you damage, gives you lifesteal. That's, I mean, it's a good item, uh, but it's very straightforward. And comparing that even to just one of the um, sparring glove items, you know, uh, every time you dodge, you create a small area on the board that reduces... Uh, attack speed by 35%. Like that that the the level of complexity in those is very big. So I would imagine and we see this a lot in in many other card games the base set is exactly that. It's you getting the um the core, the, a lot of times they call it the core set, the core mechanics of the game. This is how units move, you're doing damage, etc. And then they they ramp up the complexity and the interactions and all that and set to and, and, and sets on from that. So very exciting to see what they're going to do with that. 
Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do what Hearthstone did. I don't know if uh, I've, I did not ever play Magic. I've just opened packs. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, like, you know how in Hearthstone they have, like, a standard set? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a set that is in every uh, set? And so that's yep. been a good and bad thing for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people are frustrated at it right now. But at the beginning, before there was, like, an, ama- an inordinate amount of cards, right. it was fine. But I wonder if they're going to do something like that because there are definitely some characters like Fiora that could be in every single mm-hmm. set, right? Because it's just a good basic character um, yeah. and that might be easier for them to balance just in, in general. And so I wonder if they're um, going to do that. And then there's other things like in Hearthstone, like with the Hall of Fame where they retire people mm-hmm. to never come back again. I wonder if that will take place here. You, you could draw so many different kinds of conclusions, mm-hmm. but like, what if this is the only time we'll get to play with Pantheon? Right. Right. Uh, I think that will be more of an issue on like set three or four when, like you said, the complexity starts increasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as of right now, I wonder, I, there's definitely going to be, I, I believe, at least 50% of our current champions will be in set two, is my theory. I think I agree. I, I don't, um, just from a work perspective, right? Like at the end of the day, they're creating a game and they have to be doing this on a very you know, uh, strict deadline, right? They're making 100% new stuff. That's just going to take forever. And based mm-hmm. on the clip that they're looking to go at, I doubt that they're, you know, uh, completely new stuff. And if they have to do that, then there's so many bugs and so like take what's known already even if it's as low as like 25 30 percent like i i'm fine with 50 even like 50 60 plus percent um same. being being the same because yep we don't want to play like new stuff is, is cool right but it's diminishing returns because if it's 100 percent new stuff we're just playing a different game and you don't yep. feel like you're building off of what you've learned, right? Like you're losing mm-hmm. some of that. Like I'm sure if they were released like, um, you know, a expansion like would be more like what it would be like in a, um, a, a board game where like here's a one-off expansion that you play in and of itself. Like those are fun and can be cool because they apply, you know, the game mechanics that it's you never know, the same. Exactly. Yeah. In, in very few cases, um, that those expansions are better than, or those stand those one-off, um, you know, secondary games. I usually just like to mash them with the old ones like that. I mean, even if it's like, don't do that. I'm like, Eh, it's my game. I paid the money House for it. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing what yep. I want with it. And they're like, oh, I see why you didn't do that. But yeah, I think we're going to see a nice core of what uh, we had in set one in set two. Maybe there's going to be some tweaks and whatnot. But what I what I think they'll probably do is set one is, is done. Set two will take elements of set one trim off some of those elements because like you think about it like wild and sorcerers and yordles those were kind of like uh i don't even know what you would call it like those were like all related right like if you like a lot of those units interconnected right yeah they synergized they synergized across like there's usually like a um a pit, not, I don't even know what you call it. There's not even a word for it, like an anchor unit. Like Kennen, for instance, can put you in ninjas or elementalists or yordles, right? 
I think if they they can take a lot of what they already have in either Yordles or Elementalists or Ninjas, take Kennen out and put a different pivot unit in a different place. Make a or like Nar, for instance, instead of having a wild uh, Yordle shapeshifter, have a Yordle blade master or something, and then make a different like three um, synergy unit be a pivot. And it's like if you just swap some of those around. Like, instead of having it be, uh, like, Elementalist Knights and Rangers, like, you can have that synergy be Blade Masters, probably not, so Blade Master Brawler. Or so, like, you get what I'm saying, where, like, there's so many things that naturally just fall into place. You can just change even just some very small stuff and make those align differently. And then compounded on top of that is the fact that they're likely going to be adding new synergies, new... Mm-hmm. Um, new units all together. I think that we can have a lot of the same stuff and uh, have a very different game and a very different meta with very, not even that many changes. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, to harken back to Hearthstone, uh, because I think, I think most people who play TFT are a little familiar with Hearthstone and uh, like every, every time they add a set, they added some type of new mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. Like this last set was reborn. Uh, and then it was magnet, uh, magnetize. And, you know, for, uh, for, for a lot of Hearthstone, they added like one thing that like kind of defined that set. Yep. Right. And they could do that here, whether that be a synergy or a type of mechanic they want to put in, because the other thing they could do is take a synergy out. Right. That's yep. not like, that's something that we haven't really talked about is maybe, uh, on the next set, they take glacials out. Right, and they add something else in. Like instead of nobles, they change it to Demacians, which is most of the nobles are Demacians anyway. But mm-hmm. it'll be closer to what Imperials have, maybe. Sure. Right, sure. and so there's a lot to work with. There are actually not that many more Yordles to add to the game. Thank mm. God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the most famous Yordle isn't in the game, which is actually pretty crazy to me. Oh, right. Uh, but, right. Yeah. If and I know, so, them, like, they have to be the most famous one. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's it, it's just like yeah, like so it, basically it's like yeah, you can have these like pivot points and all this other stuff, but we don't know, right? We have right. absolutely no clue what they're thinking about because uh there's so many options. I let me google real quick how many characters in League of Legends, right? How many characters in a league Okay, because I think it's like three hundred something. Oh wow! Oh, okay, no, never mind. It's one hundred forty-five. Yeah, okay, I was going to say I, I am. A, 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 I, I definitely like to go the grandiose way, <laughs> um, but like, there's one hundred forty-five, and there's like sixty something in the current set. So there's still half the roster yep. that they can work with while using some of it. So say take twenty more. Mm-hmm. right and then put them in the game with like the fioras and stuff take some of the synergies out add some mm-hmm. synergies like it could be a completely different experience in a in a very like hearthstone like way which is a little scary because not all of those like not all of those hit very well right like right. quests was very polarizing mm-hmm. right for some quests were super fun and when they were balanced they were good but there was also you know exodia mage and quest rogue and that those were super toxic and not that great. And I think the closest thing we have to that that we've ever seen was probably uh, Kassassadin, mm-hmm. right? So those things can happen too. So it's not just like 
butterflies in the future, even though I think there will be. Um, and then the other thing that's actually really cool to think about is a lot of characters in League get reworked. So, like, Volibear is currently going through a rework. So the Volibear we have in this set is probably going to be very different than the Volibear in the next set. And that's actually really exciting, too. Yeah, I uh, the one thing that Mort has said in the streams, again, I keep referencing these, you should definitely follow him on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Talk. is if he were, de- he said, if I were designing a set today, I would not ship Dragon as it is. Um, so it's like, okay, they're probably not putting Dragon, at least how we know it today, <laughs> in set two, because... I think that they have learned a lot from like what's fun, what's yeah. not fun, how, like how can we do cool things uh, while also having it be balanced. So, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't think they need to really change even that much in order to make a huge impact. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen how big uh, just adding a, a handful of characters can be. Uh, to, yeah, t- totally. And you know, it, it's so funny that you say that because. Again, like I think that just that's just the similarities between Hearthstone and what they're going through right now in TFT are just so high because mm-hmm. I was I was uh, reading a Hearthstone article a while ago and they said the biggest regret they ever had was creating Stone Tusk War, which was a one cost one one uh, card with charge. Mm-hmm. And so basically, what uh, Stone Tusk War did was stopped a lot of the design they couldn't do cool things because a stone tusk boar was in the game right so they'd think about all these like cool things that they could do but because of this one card right that was in the basic set that i guess they could move to the hall of fame if they wanted to but have not at this point Mm -hmm. was was choking out their designs and i think dragons definitely fall into that category Mm -hmm. right we can't add any dragons because all dragons will be strong based off like how how it works right now it's it's free magic resist like what ionic spark was a while ago it's just free damage right and so uh, i wonder outside of dragons if there's any other unit like that in in the game right now that like they're just like waiting to get out of the set so they have like maybe they've got something super cool planned uh but they haven't been able to do it because of a single unit in the game right yeah i i definitely understand that mindset because it's like when you're designing it's like oh man we could do this cool thing where like we give in, in Hearthstone that is we could give a unit like plus 30 plus 30 for a turn uh, we give a plus 30 attack and plus 30 health for a turn but it dies at the end of turn it can only you know gains uh, rush which is what they, they changed essentially charge into it can only attack minions though uh, but you can't do it. Yeah, basically there's... they were like charge is a bad idea. They try to get rid of it, but Stone yeah. Spore was still in the basic set with yep. charge, right? So yeah, I, I think Dragon is definitely the closest thing to that in TFT. Uh, but fortunately for just how the game engine of TFT and the game itself works, like there's like built-in maximums, right? Like you can only mm-hmm. do. I don't know, 25 or 28. I don't know what the maximum amount of damage you could do in one turn is, but like you can only do so much and and it early on, you can't do it. So it's like, it's not like, unless there was, I guess the thing would be like, if, uh, at least like kept spawning spiders or something. And you had some sort of item that kept generating mana and you just filled your board up with infinite spiders and killed someone in one turn. But, so, like, I guess if there's, like, a summoner class, that would be something that they would have to worry about if they kept dealing damage. It's like, oh, every time, uh, I don't know, I don't know enough of the champions to, to know what would make sense. But, you know, we keep making the, it keeps spawning these champions, but because we did a, you know, we we did this mana generation 
uh, item that gave them super mana, and then we slowed our own attack somehow so we weren't killing you. It's like, yeah, but there's really not like... I mean, Gwinsu's can give you infinite attack, but there's a cap to it. And even then, like, all, what are you even doing? Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've just... Uh... I think, though, it might be closer to kind of compare that to some of the synergies we have, right? Like something like Hextech, right? That That is kind of choking out some design prospect. We don't know, again, but I, I could, I would, yeah. I would assume that not all of these synergies are surviving. No, uh, because, I don't think so. Because actually, Summoner class would be really cool, because there's a couple in League that are really awesome characters, like Annie summons a bear, right. Ivern's, uh, like Daisy is a summon for a character in League uh, of okay. Legends, the, the Golem. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that could totally be a thing. What would like? What would be like a cool class? I know you don't have like a ton of League of Legends uh, knowledge, but mm -hmm. what what's something that you'd like like to see? So I'm just thinking of uh, Dota Auto Chess. Dota Auto Dota Auto Chess has like they don't have a summoner class, but they have more units that summon units, like um, Venomancer, for instance, like mm -hmm. in. Yeah, they they summon little. Uh, those are always cool. I always like those. They're usually not super great, just like in general across games, because it's hard to make them good but not broken. <laughs> like it's yeah. usually like, oh, I summoned a million and oh, they're overtuned. Uh, we need to nerf them into oblivion. Um, that that's always cool because I, I feel like it's just satisfying to see like your your board like keep growing and growing, and that's always cool. Um, I also liked um, trying to think what else there was. Undead, I always liked because it's like it gives you, it just gives you like armor pen, which I guess is kind of like no, there's not really anything like that in TFT. Um, but yeah, I mean, there could there could definitely be some cool things. Like I I want to see more characters from League, um, even though I don't know a ton of them. Um, like Gragas is definitely one that I have always wanted. <laughs> you know, I always liked. Um, He'd probably be a brawler sorcerer, which would be cool. Well, you can't. He'd have to have. Uh, he'd have to have an origin too. You think so? Yeah, I think you have to have an origin and a, a trait, right? At oh yeah, that's right. Each. That's right. So he would most likely be. I think in his current iteration, like five years ago, he would be a sorcerer. But now he's definitely a brawler because he's a juggler. Well, he could be both, but he would need something else, too. He would need, like... I don't know what it would be. I don't know Gragas' lore all that well. I mean, he just likes drinking. Yeah. I mean, you could also... They can also pull oh, yeah. his skins, too. Yeah, Kenobi actually has a really cool one, The Ascended. There's, like, a whole, like, desert lore uh, group. Like, uh, there's an AD carry named Sivir. Um, Zareth is a is a mage that does like damage in a straight line. Mm -hmm. Like there's like so much that you can do. I, I would I would uh I, I would I would go ahead and bet that and we could go back to this once Setsu gets released. Um the three characters I'm almost positive are gonna be in the game are going to be Teemo. Okay. Because something that we don't have is anyone who sets up traps. Right. Right. So like uh, he he sets shrooms down. Mm -hmm. And so like, say like a unit walks over the shroom, it does a bunch of damage. I think that could be really oh, interesting. Be cool. He he also has a blind. And so that's another thing that we don't have in the game yet. And uh, so Timo, um, Annie, because she's just like pretty popular in League of Legends. And then Lux was the other one that I was thinking of, mm -hmm. too. Like those are three 
Um, or uh, And then the other one would probably be Ezreal. Like, those are all, like, League of Legends characters right. uh, that we don't have in the game yet. Like, they're in all of the movies. You know, they're, mm-hmm. like, uh, Lux, I would feel like, is almost the equivalent of, like, of like Tracer. Uh, okay. And so, well, um, uh, like, in terms of, like, lore, mm-hmm. uh, same thing, like, Ash, I would put up there, too. Uh, but because Ash is the first character you play in League of yep. Legends, uh, and so yeah, those are those are three I hope to see. Yeah, I want to see Doctor Mundo because he's just weird and zany. He'd probably be a shapeshifter, right? Probably, I would think so. Uh, no, he'd probably, he he'd be. be he'd be a brawler for sure. Uh, but someone who regens health really quickly—that'd uh, be really cool. Yeah, he would like have like. A, he could have like warmogs like built into him or something, uh-huh. um, but I mean he could be a shapeshifter, right? Isn't his, doesn't his alt like make him turn? No, into, his alt know, is called Sadakist, and he does damage to himself uh, at the start of it, but he gets like super strong regen after that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I think I'm thinking of someone from uh, Dota. <laughs> I'm mixing up my games here, but yeah, I mean, I, I I leave that to the designers of the game to come up with cool ideas, and then I just play them. I'm not a, I'm not a designer, um, but I, there's definitely a lot of cool characters that they could bring that they could bring out, um, and I would like to see, even though I'm not not super familiar. That just that just opens up more characters that I can play in actual league, which yep. would be sweet. Yep, uh, because I only play. I'm a TFT main, so I can only play TFT characters <laughs> in the league. <laughs> well, uh, um, the other crazy thing about like now that we're kind of uh, outside of uh, the sets is the fact that TFT is more popular than ARAM. That was actually something that was nutty to be to see because ARAM was always the I don't want to play league, so I'm just going to play ARAM, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it was like the casual thing, but to see that it's like way more popular than ARAM mm-hmm. right now uh, bodes very good for the game, right? That I think it, like that popularity of ARAM is the line, right? A TFT mm-hmm. I feel like has to maintain over that popularity in order to like continue getting the resources it's currently getting, yep. um, and it's good because it's also really uh, consistent. So I think we have a lot of TFT in our futures, my friends. It's exciting to see. Yeah, and another thing that I've seen them uh, talk about is, like, people have... I mean, I haven't experienced these personally, but these, like, one-off sort of PvE adventures that they've done in, like, event different types of modes that aren't ARAM or TFT, like, people like them, but that single-player content gets eaten up so quickly by people. And it's just not worth the amount of investment that they put into it. Like it's so timely, uh, time consuming, and uh, you know, they're therefore money consuming to make this content. And it just doesn't like people do it in a week and it's done. Whereas like TFT and these other and and even ARAM, like these PvP modes, like they have infinite replayability, right? Because you're the competition is the is the replayability even if even if everything is figured out to an extent like playing against and going up the ladder is the replayability so it's it's good to know um Mm -hmm. that that's coming and in that vein uh moving on a little bit into this article uh they said they don't want to spoil everything but they will but they uh say that they are committing to building a competitive team or competitive scene for tft starting in 2020 that's the biggest thing for for me personally and i think you share the sentiment boop for the show and for us as casters it's like oh buy-in from the from the (laughs) developer 
It's huge. That's all you ask for sometimes, right? I just need a little bit of buy-in, and then we'll take it to where it needs to be. The community will help, and I think that's definitely true for TFT. It's so it's exciting. I I am in twenty twenty is not that far away, guys. It's literally three months away to think about it. Yep, that's nuts. A whole decade will have been over in 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 two months and thirty days. Oh, that's crazy to think about. We're going into the twenties. Um... The Roaring Twenties, man. The TFT Twenties. The Tubular Twenties. Twenties. Uh, yep. Absolutely crazy there. Um, and yeah, they. I mean, they talked about how the proportion of ranked to normal games is four to one. Makes sense. Once you get comfortable, like there's really no reason to play normal um, unless you want to just mess around, um, which is cool because like you know some sometimes a game people don't want to play ranked. They don't care about ranked. There's not mm-hmm. incentive. There's just not that competitive mentality. People try to force the competition on it. I mean, so many games we see come out and they're like, oh, this game's developed for esports and it's going to have the biggest tournament scene. Yeah, okay. It, it It's not. Like, it's it's not a what came first, chicken or the egg. You know which one. You know which one came first. Like, you know what needs to happen first. The community needs to have the buy-in first. They can't. I mean, you can... If you have all the money in the world, you can push it and say, hey, this is going to be an eSport. Go make this an eSport and like it, fans, players of the game. <laughs> you're going to want to do competitive. Um, Hashtag of- lawbreakers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's it's played out. I mean, we see Heroes Earth, Twitch Rivals, OEL. I mean, there's other tournaments, too. There's other um, unstreamed where people are doing tournaments that aren't even streamed. They're just, you know, $60, $100 pots every couple of weeks just to play the game. I mean, I've seen Crowen and Jay Shrita just in these, like, weekend tournaments. Actually, those might have been OELs, but where they're just like uh, hey, what, what tournament is this? Oh, it's a tournament series. We're playing for, you know, 50 bucks. Yeah. That's what you need to see. It's not like, oh, this game looks like it could be competitive. It's like we're seeing people for basically nothing, right, going and doing these tournaments. Um, And that's what they've seen, and they've seen the numbers for this, and they know that that's what we're looking for. And the other uh, really kind of the the biggest – well, that that is the biggest thing to me. But the other thing that was really talked about from this article is that there's over 33 million – uh, people playing TFT every month, which is almost the population of Canada. Uh, in addition, there are 100,000, 1,725,000,000 hours of game time since launch, 720 million hours coming from the last 30 days alone. This was, of course, last week. Uh, yeah, absolutely insane. And when you look at, like, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but just in talking to people, like if you combine all of Blizzard's titles with the exception of the spike in uh, Classic WoW right now, it's like 30 million for all of their titles combined. Well, I mean, that just goes to show like how much of a hold Riot Games has mm-hmm. on on just internet gaming. Right, it's uh, internet mm-hmm. e- new sports, if you will. Yeah, um, new sports and uh, new sports. Yeah, GNU. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, new sports. Nar- that would that would be oh, that would be a really <laughs> great name for like uh, an esports team. New sports. <laughs> um, Good is a, an interesting word to use there. <laughs> Good new sports, uh, but, but yeah, it's right. Q-lash, it's just, man. It's Q Lash. <laughs> they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. And 
uh, an investor is going to be so feel so much better investing in something like a Riot Games because they've got you know mm-hmm. seven to eight years of League of Legends quality League of Legends, right? Yep. Like their production value is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you don't really get that. It's interesting because I think the international is probably one of the best run uh, events in all of esports, yep. but the relationship with like with valve and stuff's a little interesting they do things a little differently so riot's a little bit more um classic company uh they do things like people expect right they have they have but they also have like that extreme polish that overwatch league is so wanting right now Mm -hmm. right that they that that overwatch league has been striving for because what is the peak it's riot games right there is no question about it maybe maybe Fortnite in a couple years right if the game you know maintains its popularity but um overwatch league probably won't get there until you know, uh, at least a couple more years because what league has is sustainable yeah. right now and super sustainable so they can invest into i mean they only made one game for 10 years right. so now they have a different game mode in tft think about like all of the success that's already there because they're riot right and mm-hmm. so and like the fact that a lot of us came from Valve playing Under Lords, and we're like, okay, this game will be better because Riot Games made it. And it'll mm-hmm. be more polished, and it'll be easier to play, and you know this, this, and that. And uh, yeah, so you got you got to trust Riot in that sense. They 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 have other things that are questionable, uh, but in terms of sustaining something and saying mm-hmm. they want to make it an esport, they're going to make it an esport. So uh, I, I we just got to give the give them our trust for now. Yeah, and I mean, I think. The comparison with Overwatch League is an interesting one because I think Overwatch League is almost trying to do something different, uh, like by design. They're not like they're not trying to just copy what I mean. They want the same success or more success than League uh, than Riot does, obviously. But I think they're kind of going at it in a different way with the franchising and and the localization and whatnot. But that, that's a complete... yeah. I'm speaking more towards like the polished yes of yes. of and like just like the apparel and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some similarities. They they had sure. to do something different because Riot owns that right right because no one's gonna do it better than Riot ever right. right. So you have to do it your own way, and that's why franchising was such a great idea. And so in terms of like the polish and the sustainability, mm. you know, and all that stuff, it's still right games at the top. Yeah, which makes me extremely excited <laughs> about what they have for TFT. And uh, I'm, I'm like literally speechless. Like this was such a such an exciting thing. Like this is what I hope for. Right. Like, you know, we can mm-hmm. start we can start little legends and think okay well you know maybe this will be like you know like smash bros has been for so many years there's never been support from nintendo uh for melee there's some like biggest air quotes in the world support for the scene uh, even for ultimate and the newest game but it's just so like they miss the mark completely it's not what esports is it's not what anyone wants it's they just do it their own way and they don't care because they're game they're making their game they don't care about the esports scene they're not trying to make the money off esports they're trying to make their money off of selling copies of the game which makes yep. sense i get that um but also screw you nintendo because you could do you, you have such a great game for i'm not going off on that tangent riot gets it it's a you know compared to those companies like nintendo and even blizzard it's a newer company founded by people who know 
like they know the scene more than a lot of these other companies. Valve also takes a weird stance on things. Um, and it's it's very exciting to see this. It's, it's exciting to see the numbers and how many people are playing. And I mean, just from what we've started, right? Like we've we've done other uh, podcasts and stuff, and this one has really grown kind of crazily, uh, at least from what I've seen. And it's it's really kind of being echoed in what we're seeing in TFT overall. So very exciting to see that. And with the competitive, um, with them formally announcing going to be announcing something competitive in 2020 it really makes me feel good about some of the concerns that we have now it's like a lot of people i see are like it's a new game every two weeks or some people are saying every week and it's like so hard to keep up it's like well if they have a more structured season where it's two months or something for a season and maybe Mm -hmm. they'll do like balance small balance patches but they're not adding anything if the sets fully come out and it's like you're getting a whole new set, and there's nothing new that's going to be coming out. Or or we know, like, every three weeks or something new, we can plan for that. That, I think, will help people digest it a little bit more um, and not have to feel like they need to stay on top of it every week, even though you can stay on top of it by listening to Little Legends podcast every week. <laughs> but I get what people are saying where I just took this weekend off, and I feel like I'm behind, right? If people take a yeah. week off, I can't imagine um, so I, I'm feeling really good about what Riot is, uh, is, is throwing down here. Yeah, I think, um, there does need to be a little bit more support for some of the smaller communities, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that stream, uh, because sure. I, 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 I bet that Scara and, you know, Disguise Toast, Toast and Hafu, Dog, yep. uh, Hafu, Becca, all those people, probably make up like i don't don't know how this is for other games like 95 percent of the twitch viewership right because you look below them in on twitch and like after after like becca it's like 300 viewers and then lower right and so uh, well i i i hope that there's going to be a little bit more support in terms of just like some of the smaller streamers because you know it's good to have like your main staple but there also needs to be that like next generation right people who potentially started playing tft as their game right Right. that weren't necessarily league streamers or hearthstone streamers before that uh and a little bit of growth there would be really awesome but we'll see what happens yeah i i think that's more of that's just more of uh that's twitch that's not tft specifically like i mean i think when xqc is streaming overwatch he's a hundred percent of the viewers or Aspen or like there's like five overwatch streamers now that have probably 99% of all the Mm -hmm. like watch time for overwatch. I think that's the case for a lot of these games. Now Hearthstone or something like games that have big presences in a variety of different regions. Like Hearthstone I know has a lot of, you know, they've got Korean viewers, they've got Russian viewers, and it's like, well, I'm not going to watch, I'm just not going to watch a Russian streamer because I don't understand what they're saying, and I would rather listen to something I can understand, which is, I at least think would be understandable, right? Um, so you'll see some more diversity there, but I, I don't know, I think that's, I mean, I heard So that, Heroes of you know, the Storm um, did a really good job on it, just with their launcher, and so uh, the launcher uh, that, is a good way to do that. Yeah. And so like just to, to, to kind of those highlights, because that's how you do it. Right. Because right. 
you know, Scar is streaming right now with eight and a half thousand viewers, and that's amazing for TFT. But uh, I know Heroes of the Storm like would have different people on the launcher every yeah. week, and that definitely helped prop up the bottom side mm-hmm. uh, of the of, of the middle. And uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of that, just uh, in terms that of like the league partnership idea. program, not just mm-hmm. going to disguised host, but going to this person who has three hundred viewers right now, right? Uh, but might be able to grow with a little bit of support. I I definitely when you look at it from the and, and nothing against toast but toast's brand and business is not tied to TFT inherently mm-hmm. he will be streaming whatever new game he wants to because that's he can and he doesn't need like he doesn't need T- TFT needs disguised toast more than disguised toast needs TFT right now right so like at <laughs> yeah. any time if he doesn't like the game or whatever he can leave um but you know, people like I don't know Little Legends podcast. They could definitely knock. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, no. But I, I do agree with what you're saying. I, I and and the launcher, the Blizzard launcher, and uh, they could theoretically do it in the Riot launcher too. Is definitely a cool way. Like, hey, here's the you know here's a unique streamer. Here's an up and comer. Here's someone who won. Here here's the winner of the Heroes Hearth. I mean. That's just the type of cool thing they could do. Here, here are some tournament winners, some local tournaments that, even if they did, even if they, man, I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head. Even if they had like they had the league partner program, what if they had like a TFT tournament partner program where like you have to fill out a form and meet certain requirements, but you get Riot certification or like Riot. It's almost like Magic the Gathering does this, where like you can get sanctioned and run events at your store, like um, wizard sanctioned events. And they get, sometimes they give out some extra prizes and stuff. Like they give out RP or maybe like skins or something. I don't know. Blizzard does it too with the with the um, the tavern brawls or whatever. Or the um, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. If they did something like that where it's like Heroes Hearth can be a Lee, uh, TFT uh, partnered tournament and they'll show up in the TFT partnered tournament directory and stuff like that. Uh, by the way, right? I feel free to use all of these ideas that I'm coming up with off the top of my head. Uh, uh, you, you can have <laughs> hashtag hire us ha- ha- um, hashtag if you're hiring yeah um, but yeah no there, there's a lot of cool things they could do definitely that's uh, I didn't even think about that sort of stuff but that's really cool yeah um, also I'm just now noticing you made us one goal no, no, oh, no oh. I didn't <laughs> Kyle made us one goal shout out to Kyle no. Wynn who made this awesome <laughs> layout for us uh, for those of you listening in podcast world we have a video layout on Twitch and <laughs> we look like units but we're only one gold <laughs> we're one gold <laughs> units because we want to hyper roll ourselves boop that's why still better than Camille true um, okay Any, anything else from this um, from this post that uh, caught your eye boop no I think we I think we covered it all I'm excited for set two man I Mm-hmm. like what what's going to come up what kind of like complicated game mechanics are going to try to add in mm-hmm. um because again like it could be the best thing to ever happen in the game to have this kind of thing in it mm-hmm. or it could be a little bit of a struggle right like yep. there was that de- there were demons in the previous iteration mm-hmm. right like that was awful and yep. so at least the game gets patched way more frequently than hearthstone does like in hearthstone you like live with it for like months and then like there's like two patches throughout a season and you're like oh my goodness (laughs) right like you're just playing with toxicity for forever and for what it feels like and it just like it starts becoming like 
you know, Atlas, like carrying the world. And uh, at least here, that's going to happen less often. So that, that makes me really excited too. Well, and their TFT specifically's business model is not dependent on cards being good. Right. Yep. This needs to be a fun set. I think a balanced set is going to, you know, depending on what they, they might have more monetization, but at this point, it's just buying little legends, right? A fun and balanced team fight tactics and good little legend skins will make more money than like a unit being good, right? Because you can't buy that unit. It's not like you know, I'm buying packs to open up so and so. It's like, nope, that's not how the game works. So that's that's a good inherent thing that kind of keeps. It from getting to a point like Hearthstone um, has yeah. in the past. Yeah, they have better monetization options, right? Mm-hmm. Because you could also buy Battlefield. I'm sure that's going to happen too, uh, instead passes. of getting it from your pack. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, or actually, like Battlefields, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how we can change those up. Mm-hmm. I'd buy some cool ones for sure. And mm-hmm. so uh, we'll uh, we'll see again what the future holds. We say that a lot, but this time uh, it, it's very it's very prudent. What does the future hold? What Hearthstone <laughs> card is that? Does anyone know? Anyone know? No, ten, I don't. Ten points Sorry. to Gryffindor to anyone who knows that. Uh, but let's move on here. Uh, I think it's uh, Bane or uh, what's his name? Bloodhoof, the Torin. Four, five. Oh, uh, Karen. 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 I was yeah, thinking Karen, Karen. Bane for some reason. Uh, Bane but, is what happens after he dies. Bane. Bane will kill the Batman. Um. I don't know how to sound like Bane. Uh, I've never seen that movie. Let's move on here to our Mort Retort section. Uh, I've gone over at least some of this stuff, but this was these are all either quotes or, uh, if not direct quotes, then essences or recaps of what of things that Mort has said either on Twitter or in his stream. Uh, one thing that we talked about and alluded to, he said set two will not be a hundred percent new. So, like we had. Um, thought it's it's not going to be 100% new. I think that's a good thing. We already talked about that, though. Um, also said that set two will come out next season, but that TFT seasons are not the same as Summoner's Rift seasons. So if you're trying to extrapolate based on... I, I don't know how those work, Boops. Maybe you can give some insight here, but the Summoner's Rift season, or the, as we call it, League of Legends proper season, will not be the same as a TFT season. So, Okay, cool. So uh, ranked seasons are pretty long in League okay. of Legends uh, proper. Uh, and so like we're, I think, in the thick of a spin right now. And that's actually going to either mean that... T- that probably means that TFT seasons will be shorter mm-hmm. than League of Legends seasons. Because yep. you get a lot... You get like months in a League of Legends season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and so that means like once a season rolls over there, because at the end of a season, they usually add or take away like a ton of stuff um, mm-hmm. in League of Legends proper. Like they'll add items or, you know, they'll do a bunch of reworks at once or oh, they'll okay. redo like the rune pages and stuff like that. And so it just sounds like that'll be different for TFT. Like the mm-hmm. tempo for that will be different, which is cool. Yeah. I do, th- I, I do think that the adjusting that and being able to say, okay, a month is too short, but three months is too long or something like that. Um, I mean, maybe a month isn't too short, but I, I think that's a good clip. I don't want it to be – once we start getting – we don't want to get to that Hearthstone level where it's like, yeah, the new set comes out and there's a new one in four months. Have fun, guys. Maybe we'll patch it, <laughs> but probably not. Um, <laughs> hashtag just buy more cards, forehead. Uh yeah, so that's 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 good 
um, to know that we're not locked into being on the same cycle as Summoner's Rift. Um, another thing that Mort said about the ranked season uh, is that they do plan to do some sort of reset of rank. So if we're in, I don't know if it's going to be an MMR, a hidden MMR reset, or just a rank reset where we're going back Ooh, to the beginning. Makes me but nervous. It makes me a little bit nervous, but also a sense of relief where I can, you know, it's all going to reset. Let's just play it out. Mm-hmm. If I hit, if we're getting, if they're doing it like most other games do, you'll get rewards based on whatever your highest rank was, not your current rank. So play and be merry. So you theoretically can't go any lower than your highest thing. You can but you'll still get rewards or whatever based on your highest. Yeah. I wonder, um, uh, I can almost guarantee you if you're like plat and above, you'll probably get like a special little legend. I wonder, at least that's what I would do. Right. Because, uh, in league of legends, if you're, I think gold or above, you get a special skin for the rank season. So like, uh, that would be like the most obvious thing would be to get like a little legend for free. Um, I wonder like, like a like a cool like champion legend or something that would be sick i I hope they're doing something like that i do too and i hope that i don't have to grind up to challenger to get a cool thing because that's going to be way more work and way more skill than i'm going to be able to do so (laughs) i hope that like it tops out at diamond or i'll even take grandmaster because that gives me a carrot to like really grind in but if it's challenger oh that's just going to be too stress inducing for me um but I'm going to want it, so rip. <laughs> uh, Mort did tweet out, uh, I think it was earlier yesterday, uh, he said he locked down. they locked down some 9.20 TFT changes. They should be on PBE tomorrow, which I think is probably today if you're listening to this in podcast world. Uh, the spiciest one is the Gunslinger extra shots are going from 1, 2, and 3 extra shots to 1, 3, and 5. So Slingers, baby, coming back with a vengeance. Maybe, maybe. It's just going to make Yordles even better. True. It's going to make, but it's going to make wild gunslingers just insane. Oh, yeah, that's true. There isn't a wild gunslinger, though, so you would need your four gunslingers and four wild uh, separate. Just just level eight. Just go to level eight. Mm -hmm. Let's go to level eight. Yep. You got to get there first, right? Because gunslingers, True. man, can be can be hard to get there. It it definitely can. But I mean, you, I mean, you got some good early units, and then obviously the the decent late late game ones as well. Um, okay. And the last thing we got here from Mort was actually very interesting to me. Um, this is he actually posted out the you know you know these gloves. It's two. Um, what are the what are the, what are the, what is the actual base item called? Rogues glove. You got it. Is it rogues glove? It. Is that what it's actually called? Rogue gauntlet. Got rogue glove. <laughs> thieves gloves. Rogues thief. Gro- ro- I don't. I have no idea what it's called. I need my. I need my sheet. What? <laughs> whatever it is, the two of the new item <laughs> together gives you gives your unit uh, two random items, but they're not actually random. They come from this big spreadsheet, which Mort tweeted out, actually. Um, And there's different tiers, so I I believe it's based on your little legend level. Um, But there's 
tier one combos, tier two combos, tier three combos, and tier four combos. So if you're high level, you get tier four combos, and if you're lower level, you get lower uh, lower tier combos. So this was just an interesting thing that uh, I mean, we, we retweeted it on Twitter at Lil L I L Legends Pod on Twitter. You should definitely be following us if you are not already. Um, just interest, just an interesting little tidbit here. Nothing really super insightful, but just interesting to know. Yeah, everything's intentional, right? Game design's not just a bunch of random things, right? You got to think of everything. If you don't, then the big problems happen. Yes. Uh, but they, I, I've actually been very happy with how, I think the tempo's been a little quick, but just overall, outside of some Kassastin things, yeah. uh, shenanigans, I think uh, the balance team's been doing a great job. Yeah, and I mean, I, I love those, but that's okay. Um, all right. Um, we will wrap up the show here in the way that we do traditionally like to when we don't have uh, two and a half plus hour shows under our belts already. We're going to be talking about um, some awesome comps that people posted in the Discord. Uh, we like to see whatever you get first place with. doesn't matter if it's ranked or, or what have you or what rank you are, normal, whatever. We just want to see the comps. Um, you can head over to discord.me slash Podcast. Go to the post your comp uh text channel and, and post a screenshot and uh we do get a lot of them uh which is really awesome i'm glad to see them there's always little 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 conversations uh and discussions with them as well uh, but i will pick out a, uh, a few of them to talk about on the show so make sure you get those in first one here actually comes from me this is a match i played yesterday <laughs> oh that's uh, very interesting yeah. uh leading off I, with I just uh, pick out random ones you know i just happen to get there <laughs> Uh, no, I picked out mine, uh, cause this is a really weird game. So I did go assassins. I ended up with a level three. This is actually ninja assassins, level three Zed, level two Akali, uh, and then Kenan and, uh, Shen as well. But yeah, it was four, four ninja, four Imperial. Uh, and I believe, let's see, what is that? One, two, three. Three. No, I did. I, I guess I didn't get six assassins. I, I thought I might have made someone an assassin, but three assassins, four imperial, four ninjas, uh, and it got there. It was a really weird game. Like I pivoted like probably three or four times um, off of ninjas and then back into ninjas, and I was six assassins at one time, and I cut down to get the imperials in. It was a really weird and wacky game, uh, but I ended up getting there in the end. It was a. It was a fun one. I like the tier one Darius just like chilling out. I had I actually had uh, seven Dariuses at one point, and then I sold them out. I got rid of all of them. I kept the Katarina, and then I actually had seven Katarinas at one time as well. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna sell them all. Got them back. Like I I bought and re and sold and rebought uh, all the Imperials and some of the Ninjas multiple times. It was a really weird game. I wish I would have streamed it. The next one here we've got uh, from Joey posted this one. Uh, that's their in-game name. I'm sorry, I mi- I missed their um, name in Discord. My apologies, but just a good old, you know, shapeshifter's got a little bit nerfed, but uh, a gold a gold Shivana still pretty good. No, do you know why I'm laughing? Why? Well, read the name of the eighth place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's ganks for nudes, if you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That is pretty And great. Meat Lover 95 is number two. Uh, dank, can't, so, dank, tank, tank, tank. Yeah. 
Mr. Gangster dude. Mr. So Helio girl. Yeah, they, these name smiths are are just a genius here in this game. But <laughs> <laughs> classic uh, shapeshifter build here. Let's see, it's at one, two. Shapeshifter, dragon. Looks like there's some yordles here. Wild for wild as well. This is a this is the type of comp that I've run many times before. Very strong. And uh, in the previous patch. And now I think still strong, even though Nar and some of the shapeshifters got a little bit of a, a, a nerf. I think that this is still a very viable build going into this mm-hmm. patch. For sure. Next one here, we've got uh, Mr. Be Like Bedits. Uh, <laughs> bend it like Bedits. Bend it. Bet it like bet. No, bet has implications. Bend it like bets here. <laughs> Good old fashioned uh, knights, rangers. Uh, a little bit of glacial action going. Is that six knights actually? One, two, three, four, five. Maybe made someone a knight. So that could have been six knights actually with some rangers. Uh, Good comp. Yeah, four rangers with the Kaisa. I didn't even see the Kaisa there. Yeah, very, very good comp here. Um, very nice one. We got another one here from Nail. And this is this is uh, one of the comps that kind of arose from this new patch. This the Golden Knights. We've got a gold Poppy, a gold Darius, a gold Garen, a gold uh, Mordkaiser, and the gold Vane here paired with a uh, Kindred Sejuani and a Kali for... Just a really, really strong comp, especially if you itemize that vein with some giant slayers and some other stuff, can be just, just absolutely devastating in this meta. That's a Katarina, my friend. Oh, what did I say? Akali. I mixed those two up for no um, reason. It's actually pretty crazy because Kenye West, um, <laughs> who is in second place, <laughs> has a gold Lucian, a gold Camille, gold Graves, and a gold Tristana. So, so a lot of three. Yep, making it into the top two. Yep. Oh, this next one is great. Oh yeah, I, I I'll give you the uh, the honors of this one, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if you guys can see it on Twitch. I don't think you guys no. can, but um, we we did reference this game earlier. Uh, we got Admiral John John, who happens to be the man I'm married to, um, <laughs> with a straight up Yordle Sorcerer comp. Um, but I think more more interestingly. Um, is eighth place, uh, which is Boopasaurus. And look, my comp's not even that bad. Like, I don't know. I don't even, I have no idea why I got eighth this game. I was so frustrated. I literally, like, got up off of my chair and, like, and, like, hit another chair. Oh, and I was no. like, and yeah, and I was like, fuck you, Arnold, man. <laughs> yeah, like, it really, this game really got to me. And then uh. all of a sudden I see my husband typing in little legends and i'm like no everyone's gonna know <laughs> it's funny because you know i usually just i just look at the top comp i don't look at the rest of the lobby a lot of the times but he specifically said take a look at who got eighth <laughs> <laughs> uh that is some gluten-free copy pasta if i uh, second to last one here, uh, we had from Wax Burrito, which this is again some more. This is some more Yordles, Wild Shapeshifters, notably here in, in Dragons as well. Uh, nor notably here, two level two Nars. Uh, just that's just crazy, dirty, just just dirty. Um, and last and certainly not least, I had to, 
I had to grab this one from our good friend Sphinxiboy. Sphinxiboy. Uh, on his all on his uh, alt here, and uh, he posted it and just said no comment. And uh, I'm I'm the reason he said no comment is because that very first unit he has is is a tier three actual Akali, not a Katarina. This is actually a Akali tier three. <laughs> uh, Do you know what, what actual what's scum. actually like? super revealing about this i believe he's challenger on this account or at least grandmasters um and look at how much better everyone is at rolling look at all of this like look how much better they are than us right (laughs) like you can you can just tell based on like what team comps we're looking at right right now so uh good job stinks boy Yes, always good uh, to see those comments. Make sure you get them to us again. Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. It's a good place to go. Uh, we're a very vocal community. We have fight nights, or sorry, not fight nights, game nights on Friday. I'm sorry I missed last Friday. It was out, but I will be there this Friday. Uh, we have them. Um, just come in, say hi, post a comp, ask some questions. We got some really cool people and some really cool text channels in there. We take all feedback in there uh, as well. But. That is going to be it as we wind down here. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Little Legends Podcast. Um, any any feedback you have, just get it to us on Discord. Again, remember, follow us on all of the platforms. We're basically Little Legends Podcast everywhere. On Twitter, we're at L-I-L Legends Pod. Uh, Patreon.com slash Little Legends Podcast. YouTube, search Little Legends blah, blah, blah. Little Luscious Podcast, all the podcast platforms, uh, we are there. Make sure you're searching for Prediction as well. That's Prediction with two E's. Uh, leave a review and all that stuff there. But, Boop, where can we find you on the internet outside of the podcast? Uh, www. I mean, um... <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. That's that's for the patrons only. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, you'll hear the, the the rest of that website if you uh, donate uh, to our Patreon. Uh, but uh, it is going to be twitter.com slash Rex. Yes, and you can find me at the underscore Blevins or just tweet at the Little Legends one. I will see both. But, guys, that is it for the week. Thank you all so much. For listening, let us know how you're doing in 9.19, and we'll see you next week and talk about 9.2. Peace. Goodbye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.